Hello, I'm Phil Little, the host of the Private Investigator Experience, and along with my co-host, Wade Little, we talk every week about cases and the life of a private investigator and everything in our work lives. But this today is a short weekly update I want to talk about, focusing on issues that maybe are happening elsewhere in the world that can and will affect us where we're living in our own communities. So thank you for joining me today on this uh, wrap-up. I'm back for some travels, and I'm just coming out of a little flu, so hopefully my voice will be okay. But I want to get this report out. It's the most difficult one I think I've written in my career. The world is in really serious shape, and it's a tragedy what's happened in southern Israel. I'm alarmed at what I see, the responses out around the world. The world, most, but not all, has watched in horror as the atrocities which mirror ISIS and, in some ways, worse. They're coming to light through video and photographs posted by the perpetrators in many cases. It's hard to imagine how anyone, even if they're an Arabic background, could applaud and approve this kind of evil. Babies and children being tied up and murdered and burned alive, many. Beheadings, small children being taken hostage and shown on camera, being abused and taunted by other children. Naked uh, women, after being raped and killed, being driven through the streets with everybody abusing the body and spitting on them. Pregnant women being uh, cut open and their babies uh, left uh, to die with them. This is unimaginable, and there's more to that. I'm trying to process how how all this occurred. As one who's operated in uh, Israel, northern Israel, and southern Lebanon particularly, uh, I've seen the effectiveness of uh, the proactive Israeli military and intelligence over the years, many years. I don't know, how were they caught off guard? After my military and law enforcement experience in the United States, my counterterrorism and intelligence war first started in northern Israel and southern Lebanon when Prime Minister Begin got a group of us involved in helping the people of southern Lebanon. My book, Hostile Intent, tells that journey. From that time until now, I've looked at the Israeli military and intelligence as being invincible, close to God as they can get it. I've seen them do the impossible with the help of God. How could this failure happen on their watch? Well, I'm reminded, though, that nothing in the world catches God off guard. And then some might say, well, why didn't God stop this then? Well, remember, folks, God gave us free moral will. We can make a decision for good or evil, and there's lots of evil in this world. And that's a topic for a whole other subject time. It's alarming to see how many Hamas supporters there are around the world and in many major cities supporting and applauding this, these, these atrocities. Well, really, think about it. Hamas does not represent really or care about the welfare of the Palestinian people. Their actions back that up. They knew that there would be a massive response from Israel to this attack and that thousands, maybe tens of thousands of Palestinians could be killed in the response. But they went ahead anyway. They didn't care 
the leader of Hamas lives in luxury in, in Qatar, and the other leaders are secluded and protecting themselves and have a different lifestyle than the people, the regular people of Gaza. And they haven't really cared about the poverty and what the people of Gaza are going through. They, in part of their training and work, have brainwashed little children starting young to hate Jews. And these brainwashed children have become brainwashed adults who are acting like robots, who they point and say, go kill, destroy, maim. And now some of the documents have just came out this morning that are showing the planning and that these terrorist cells were ordered and directed to attack the civilians, women and children particularly, and commit these atrocities. This is unimaginable. I'm, I'm hearing people say, well, that this terrorist attack was just a response to how the Israelis have treated the Palestinians. Well, let's look at that. In 2005, Israel moved out of Gaza and gave it to the Palestinians, no strings attached. They left an infrastructure, greenhouses, agricultural resources, and other things that could have been used to help support the Palestinian people. But as soon as they moved in, they tore all that down and destroyed it. And within two years, they had elected the Hamas terrorist organization to represent them. And shortly, missiles begin to be fired into Israel. Even as Hamas uh, continued to commit terrorist attacks, both uh, on the ground and in the air, uh, yes, Israel responded with military action to those attacks. But in spite of that, while that was going on, Israel supplied electricity, water, food, and gave tens of thousands of workers visas to uh, work in Israel. And that was happening right up to the Friday before this attack. The tragedy is that many people out around the world will believe the propaganda that is being put out. It is alarming to see the anti-Semitic voices that are being raised. It's like this has been there, obviously. It's an underbelly. It's being hidden in many cases. But now in colleges across America, in Europe and across Australia, this is unimaginable, the amount of hatred there seems to be towards the Jewish people. Are there any parallels to how this could occur in our country? First, what happened in Israel? This is a question that's been looked at from all angles by uh, people inside and out. How did this country so ex um, exposed to enemies all around them become complacent and not have more soldiers and protection along that Gaza border? Where was Mossad and the other intelligence agencies and their forewarning? Sources have told me that they were Israel's aware of the buildup and training of the Hamas over the last uh, couple of years, but it was looked at as just a bluster of just them trying to save face and put on a show. Yes, they made the incursions of a few terrorists coming into Israel to do bombings or suicide missions, but nothing like this could ever been imagined. They didn't have the ability to pull it off. And you're right, they didn't. For without their support and direction and training from Iran, and Iran using Hezbollah to help train them. A precision military 
attack like this couldn't have been pulled off. And now the plans that they're taking off of the terrorists that they are capturing or being killed with the ground movement into Gaza is showing how much planning went into this, and this just wasn't something that was sought up over uh, a few uh, weeks. Also, uh, when you put together the fact that so much ground has been gained with the Abraham Accords over the last uh, uh, few years with uh, Israel making uh, peace and having uh, diplomatic relations with many Arab countries and Saudi Arabia seemingly being close to I believe that the leaders in Israel got... uh, a little complacent and thinking, well, that maybe war is going to be a thing in the past, that the peace could come between the Jews and the Arabs, and they everybody could live together and be uh, successful in their lives. But Iran could not afford to have that happen, and they had to stop it at any cost. So a sense of peace blinded the Israeli leaders. And they just weren't looking at what uh, the reality really was from so much history. But Iran saw the opportunity now with many factors. We don't have time to go into all of them, but you can search those out. And the Abraham Peace Accord and all. So they know they had to act quickly as things were were moving in Israel's favor. They were willing to sacrifice many hundreds and hundreds of Israelis and maybe thousands and thousands of their own people because the end they wanted justified any means. And I believe the attack went beyond what they expected. They moved with such ease and without restriction for so many hours, catching the Israelis off guard. They were able to slaughter and maim and kill without much efforts to stop them. They have some of the villages or the towns there had security forces. They were civilians that were, of course, had all been part of the military. And they soon shot them, slaughtered them, and got past them. And so I believe it was much like our 9-11 with the perpetrators of 9-11. They never thought they would bring down those twin towers. And it was much bigger than what they thought. And I believe this is what has happened here. And so in many cases, this is Israel's 9-11. For the time being, America is supporting Israel without conditions. And I heard the president say something for the first time of truth. And it was interesting to hear him say this, that Hamas is a terrorist organization, and they don't represent the Palestinian people in uh, Gaza. And we need to keep their feet to the fire. And uh, the Secretary of State, apparently, had responded to a reporter who was asking him about this unconditional support for Israel, and if that was really going to last, and how could they do that? The reporter was obviously not a big supporter of Israel, and he responded was, well, when 9-11 happened, if somebody would have come and told us to restrain or uh, make a peace agreement, we wouldn't have listened, and that would have been out of place. And it wasn't our place now with what happened to Israel to even attempt to get them to hold back their fury because of the magnitude of what they had suffered. Well, what are the dangers in for the United States? Let's look at several things. Some parallels going on in the U.S., the schools in Gaza have been brainwashing the children since they were uh, little to hate the Jews. So the brainwashed children have become brainwashed adults, acting like robots to go out and sadistically murder uh, women, children, and in the evilest of ways. Parents, grandparents, wake up. 
what is being taught to our children, what has happened to our schools, taking away the real truth of our country and our children being taught to hate our country. Number two, I watched young Gaza children spitting on the dead bodies of women who were being driven through the streets after being raped and killed, and young children torturing Israeli young children who were taken hostage and put on the streets in front of them, and the adults around them were cheering them on. Now, also, then in our country, our open border. We don't have a fence. We don't have a wall that they would have to blow through or cut through like they did in Israel. They just come on in. We say, welcome. Come and bring whatever you want. And with open arms. They say there was about 1,500 at least terrorists from Hamas that entered Israel. But let's say, what about if 25,000 terrorists or individuals who wanted to harm America came across the border into Texas, Arizona, and suddenly started slaughtering and and killing and maiming and murdering like they did in Israel, and then retreating with hostages just back into Mexico, what would we do? We would come down with an iron fist, an iron hand, just like we did after 9-11, and we would go after them with a vengeance. Well, that 25,000 here would be about the equivalent of the 1,500 in Israel with the population uh, adjustment. So it can happen here. And there are forces along the border that our government knows about, people know about, but it's being kept quiet. The press isn't really talking about it. But there are the abilities of vast forces to be amassed very quickly that could be a danger to our population. And then you say, well, we have a robust military and intelligence service. Well, Israel had the best intelligence service, and they've got an awesome military, but they got complacent, and it happened there. The best can get complacent and fall asleep at the wheel, and that's a wake-up call for us. Then last, the country behind this attack was Iran. It's a country we're trying to cozy up to. We're trying to, we're giving them billions of dollars of concessions, and it's hard for me to believe that anyone would trust an evil sponsor of terrorism that Iran is. You can't negotiate with terrorists and those who only want to kill you. We could go on, for there are so many more dangers our country is in. My goal is to alert you, to get you involved, and causing you to investigate for yourself and find out what you need to do to get involved, starting with your community. Together, us, all of us watching and listening and sharing with others can make a difference. We must deal with the fact that we're living in a different uh, time than we've ever experienced in the past. A progression has started uh, in our society that is leading us down a road to losing our freedom. If we don't rise up and stop it, it's time to watch, listen, learn, and then act after we have gained the facts. Folks, politicians aren't the answer. Political parties aren't the answer. A new government's not the answer, but that would really help. We, the people who believe that our rights come from God and will, that will fight to keep those rights, is our only hope. Next time, I'll have more on this subject. If you would like, please share, like, and subscribe, and hit the notification bell to know when the next post will come out. Please leave any comments that you would like, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think or what you think maybe solutions would be. You can also email me at plittle. PI777 at gmail.com. And if you have a question about maybe a problem that so a situation in your family, business, or 
life that you might think a private investigator could help you on, let us know. We'll give you possible solutions and help in any way we can. Until next time, be safe and may God bless you and may God bless America.